You're listening to a Fit Plus Love production. I, I don't even know how my brain would function if I didn't run. I would be like all over the place, I feel like. Um, and I think that's why I've been running for so long because I, I need it. It's like my medicine. That was Andrea Guerra. This is Marnie Salop. Thanks for tuning into my podcast, Marnie on the Move. Each week, I will be inviting interesting, innovative movers and shakers to join me on the show and share their story. You will discover and hear from thought leaders, experts, influencers, and entrepreneurs from the worlds of wellness, sports, beauty, fitness, fashion, and more. Marnie on the Move will feature an eclectic mix of people I know, work with, and think are generally doing cool things. On each episode, I sync up with my guests about life, career, and training, and showcase their expertise and story. Hello, Marnie on the Move listeners. Welcome and welcome back. I'm your host, Marnie Salop. This week on the podcast, I am syncing up with four members of Angel City Elite a Los Angeles-based women's distance running team sponsored by Brooks Running. In case you missed it, Sabrina De La Cruz and Grace Graham Zamudia's episodes dropped May 25th and May 26th. On this episode, I sync up with Andrea Guerra, professional distance runner, U.S. Olympic Marathon Trials qualifier, and member of Angel City Elite. Before we dive in, shout out to our sponsors, Inside Tracker. Inside Tracker is the ultra personalized nutrition platform that analyzes your blood, DNA, and lifestyle to help you optimize your body from the inside out. They are my go to for understanding my inner health, looking at my blood levels, and getting great nutritional insight. Inside Tracker transforms your body's data into meaningful insights and a customized action plan of the science backed recommendations you need to reach your goals. Take control of your health and wellness. Use our code for 20% off. Thank you, MOTM. And of course, there's a link in the show notes. Now, back to our guest, Andrea Guerra. During our conversation, Andrea and I sync up about her incredible experience at the Atlanta 2020 U.S. Olympic Trials. She dials me in to her nutrition and training routines for marathon running. Andrea also chats about her favorite Brooks shoes, what she's enjoying about training with the other Angel City elite women. She talks about working her way up from competing on the track to becoming a professional distance athlete. In addition to her status as an inspiring female athlete, Andrea is a special education instructional aide. She talks to me about her personal experience with ADHD and how she uses her own knowledge to help and motivate the children she teaches. We also talk about how running empowers her life, both on and off the course. If you like what you hear, leave us a review. It's easy. Head over to your Apple app, wherever you listen. Click on the Marnie on the Move podcast. Scroll through the episodes. Click on five stars. Click on leave a review. Tell us what you love. Also, share what you're listening to on your social channels, whether it's LinkedIn, Instagram, TikTok, take a screenshot, however you like to share. And don't forget, sign up for our newsletter, The Download. Now, on to my conversation with Andrea. Thanks for being on the podcast today. Yeah, thank you for having me. Last year, you competed in the 2020 U.S. Olympic Marathon Trials. 
What was it like and how did you feel as you ran through the finish line? Uh, of course, I was completely dead throughout the race. You know, I was questioning, like, why am I doing this? Like, it was like, I'm sure we all do that. Yeah. Um, we all question, like, when we're hurting so bad, we question, like, why am I doing this? Like, I never want to do this again. When I crossed that finish, I was so happy um, because I finished the Olympic trials. There was points in the race where I wanted to seriously just drop out. Um, I wanted to walk. Like, so many times I just wanted to walk. And I just kept telling myself, just, you need to just finish, just finish. It was so painful. Definitely one of the hardest races I've done. What was so hard about the race? Well, the course itself was hard. It was super hilly. We all knew going into the race that it was going to be really hilly because that's what they talked about since they announced that the, you know, the race was going to be in Atlanta. It was really windy. There's times where the wind was like, literally pushing me oh my god um and I almost, there, there was a couple of times where I like tripped over my own feet because I, I was so in, like not balanced I was unbalanced because the wind blew me and I think I started a little too fast like that first loop that we did of course like it's the first loop everyone's super excited everyone's together you know it was it was amazing just being out there because there are so many runners, everyone cheering. So you got super excited and just the adrenaline, you went out hard. That first loop, I think I just started a little too fast. The second loop, I that's when I think it was maybe like halfway through, I was like, crap, like I started a little too fast. And, and I just slowly started slowing down more and more. I also don't think I, not fueled, but the day before the race or like two days before the race, I don't think I ate enough. Mm -hmm. And I was able to feel that during the race. Yeah, it's so like, important, right? Nutrition as you're the more serious you get about racing, the more important it is to really think right, about that. Yeah, because yeah. you're not carrying 500 gels. How do you fuel? Like, what do you normally do? We got bottles. So I think it was every normally it's every 5k. Yeah, um, you have like bottle station. And I took noon because that's what I was used to, you know, when I would do my long runs and all my training runs, I would take noon. And then they also have water. So noon. And then I think I packed three gels and I didn't have all of them because you get to the, to a point, at least I get to a point where I can't take any more gels because my stomach just, like, I'm done. My, so just gels and then my noon yeah, and then I try to take the noon, like, I'll take every bottle because the first time I ever, like, when I first did a marathon, I skipped a couple, and I definitely shouldn't have done that because your body starts feeling it later on in the race. Right, and it's too late to kind of take it back. You can't, like, once you're starting to feel the lack of nutrition or needing the magnesium, sodium, and potassium, like, your body is, it's, it's a lot to go back that's something I'm still working on like the whole nutrition and everything where did your journey into running begin so I was a soccer player so it kind of started from there because you know soccer I feel like a lot of soccer players transition it's just an easier transition to to running but I really started when I was in middle school I was in seventh grade and we used to do the the mile during PE and I was beating pretty much everyone in my class um from the get-go I was you know pretty good from like the beginning and I remember my PE teacher 
um, told me to go out for the cross country team. Yeah. Um, told me to go out for the cross country team. Cause I think I was running like seven minute miles, um, in seventh grade. So she's like, you know, go out for the cross country team. So I did, I showed up once, you know, cross country season started, I went out for the team and it kind of started from there. Um, I fell in love with it because I was good at it and it just kept going. I ran in seventh grade, eighth grade, and then the cross country coach at my high school reached out to me and she's, <clears throat> she had heard about my success um, during middle school. So I went out for the team, even though I was still playing soccer, right? Soccer was my passion. And I was like, uh, like, I just wanted to focus on soccer. Like I wanted to play soccer in high school. I didn't want to run, but luckily here you have soccer in the fall and, or not soccer in the fall. You have cross country in the fall and then you have soccer in the winter and then you have track in the spring. Cause you're in California. In- Right. Yeah. It's so we're lucky here because I was able to do all the sports that I, you know, I liked. Um, so then I kept, I, I was able to run mm-hmm. and I was able to play soccer. Um, but I didn't start getting serious about running until my senior year, because I realized that soccer, I wasn't going to get the same opportunities as running um, in terms of like scholarships. So, uh, and then also another thing, like school was never my thing. I figured like, okay, running, I can continue my education if I run. So I ended up going to a junior college and I ran there for two years and I kept like, I think being at that school, I fell in love with the sport even more because the culture that that coach had created at that school was amazing. Everyone just, you know, got along. We won state, like we were a really good college team. What college was it? It's called Orange Coast College and it's a junior college here in California. My freshman year, we won state. My sophomore year, we got second. Um, So really good. And so I decided to keep running and I transferred to Queens University of Charlotte, which is in North Carolina. I completely left. Like I went across the country and I continued to run there. Uh, and the reason why- Yeah, it's so nice yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah, Charlotte's beautiful. I actually just went uh, like three weeks ago. I was there. I took my fiance. Uh, yeah, I congratulations. Show- you also, in addition to completing the you know marathon trials you got engaged and it was your 30th birthday I saw on Instagram it's a big year for you it was it was it's funny because a lot of you know 2020 was a bad year for COVID and everything but I always like to tell people like yeah 2020 was bad but I had a lot of good things happen to me (laughs) I turned 30 I got engaged I ran at the trials one of the best years for sure so I continued running in Charlotte and I had a successful time when I was there. I ran at nationals and the reason why I wanted to con- continue to run even like after college is because like, I felt like, like I had not hit my potential. Like that's the one thing with me. I feel like I want more and more and more. So after college, I told myself, that I wanted to try to qualify for the trials. Um, And the reason why I said that was because when I was in in college, I loved doing long runs. Like long runs were just my favorite. 
I loved going 16 miles and I felt like that's where I felt the best like not during workouts not during easy runs it was like those long runs I just loved the long runs so I told myself okay you can like that's a goal that you can do let's try to qualify for for the trials Um, and I graduated in 2014 so I didn't try to qualify for the 2016 trials because it was like only two years um, and I felt like it was too soon. It wasn't going to happen. So I just stuck with track because I felt like I still wanted, I had unfinished business with the track. I wanted to keep running track. Um, but then when I, I went, the trials were here in LA in 2016. So I went and watched, um, I went to watch and I got so inspired by uh, all the women, all the men. And I told myself, you're going to be at the next trials. So after the 2016 trials, I kind of shifted to the mentality of like, okay, now you're going to move up to the marathon or, or start at the half. So I started at the, like I started shifting to more like half marathons. What was your training like to go from competing at the half marathon level to competing at the marathon level? For the half, I feel like I just started doing longer obviously longer workouts well from track to the half marathon I was just doing longer tempo so and just like longer weekly like mileage Um, my mileage got you know increased my tempos and like the quality of my workouts got longer my long runs got longer everything just obviously got longer and then from I and I had like maybe like a couple coaches through the process too. So it was kind of like adjusting, like going kind of back and forth to adjust to like those different coaches that I had. But from the the half to the marathon, the, the two main things that changed were obviously like the long runs. My long, Before the marathon, I had never done a long run longer than 16 miles. So I went from like doing 16 milers to like 22. So just that was like a difference right there. And then um, just the workouts as well. The intervals just got longer, maybe a little bit slower, but they were more reps. So that was like a big change right there. So after you you sort of shifted your focus and were more on track to train to be in the Olympic trials at the marathon distance, you had a good amount of time to kind of get there from where you were. Yeah, yeah, I feel like, I had a good amount of slow increase to the distance. Do you love running with Angel City Elite and training with your friends? I love long runs. That's pretty much the only days that we can get together and run our long runs. Do you listen to music or do you guys talk on your long runs? Oh, yeah, we talk. We'll talk the whole entire time. And it's amazing because it makes the run go by so fast. We just get we catch up. Because sometimes we we only meet once or twice a month and we don't see each other throughout like that whole time. So we have so much to talk about, so much to catch up on in that run. So it's like we're just like trying to catch up. So, yeah, it's it's fun. So what races do you have on the horizon? Um, so I actually just raced last week and it was on the track and it was wonderful. Amazing. I was so happy to be out racing again. But right now, I think I have a couple of track races 
on the schedule that I'm really hoping um, that I like I'm not entered in yet because I don't know if I'll be able to get in some of them but for sure I have another one in a month and it's going to be at Azusa Pacific which is the same school where they had Brian Clay and then I think there's a couple races in July that are happening as well I'm here in California and I plan to do those and then after the summer I'm shifting back to road and are you traveling to race at all or you're really staying local right now right now I think I'm just staying local it's, it's hard to know because I haven't ran fast on the track for so long um, so I don't know like if I can get into certain races and plus everything's so uncertain right now yeah planning to travel anywhere like it's it's kind of I don't know I it's not like a secure thing so yeah I rather just like for example the one I this track race that I did I literally signed up for it the day that it closed <laughs> like a couple days before because again I don't know if like I'll be able to get in am I fast enough on the track definitely I'm a road racer for sure faster on the road than I am on the track but yeah. it's still fun to get on the track and get the the legs going yeah there's something I enjoy about the track which is just the ability to have a set fixed environment I like to do mile repeats on the track which always sort of set me off on a path of self-sabotage just because I don't know I just I'll get frustrated with how slow I am and then it's like just the whole parade of horribles mentally I come home and I'm like oh my god I have so much work to do and how am I going to get faster and and I should have never done the mile repeats in the first place because I probably wasn't in a good training zone or whatever I like the track for that I just and I there's something that feels cool about the energy on the track but I also just like running to explore and running on the road it's good to mix it up. Speaking of mixing it up, I'm sure you have multiple pairs of shoes that you run in. What Brooks shoes are you currently running in? I love their shoes, first of all. I have actually, I think I have like pretty much all their shoes because I'm the type of person that likes to switch my shoes a lot. I have the Ghost, I have the Glycerin, I have like two different trail shoes, even though I don't really get on the trails. But so yeah, I, I really um, enjoy their shoes. I love to answer your question about the shoes. I really like the ghost. Those are the ones I train in um, for the most part. And when I do long runs, I'll, I'll do, I'll wear the glycerins. You do. Just a little more cushion. And then I really love their workout shoes. They're, the Hyperion elites are good for long yeah. tempos. The Hyperion uh, tempos are good for like the shorter stuff. That Those are the ones I use on the track. I love ghosts. I've been running in them for, I don't know, 10 years. And anytime I try to change my shoe, I always end up back in the ghosts. I have the Hyperion mm -hmm. Tempo Elite 2s and then I have the Tempos. Those are amazing. Like I just wear them on the treadmill. But they're, I feel like I would wear them on the road, but I feel like I'm going to ruin them. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know what would happen. I mean, honestly, I've been testing out different shoes. I love to have many pairs of sneakers. I never like to max them out at the full mileage. Yeah. You also have another career as an educator. So tell me about your career and your job and how you got into that. Yeah, so I'm a special education instructional aide. And I always knew that I wanted to be a teacher. Um, when I first started school, uh, I my major was kinesiology. Um, I wanted to be a PE teacher. So from a young age, I always wanted to be a, a, a teacher. Um, I first started with PE because I love sports. I still do. 
Uh, but it slowly started shifting when I went to, when I transferred to my university, they didn't have kinesiology and I probably shouldn't have gone to a school that didn't have my major, but I got into the education and Spanish program. So I was doing education and I was doing Spanish. So I majored in Spanish and I minored in education. Um, so then it went from like wanting to be a P teacher to wanting to be a Spanish teacher. But then after I graduated, it like becoming like a Spanish teacher just seemed like kind of difficult for me. So I ended up applying to like different districts. Um, I wanted to get more experience and I ended up getting this sub position for an instructional aid. And I loved it because I was able to sub for all these different instructional aids in, in the district. And I was able to go into different types of classrooms, different settings in special education. And that's kind of where I like fell in love with special education. Another reason why I really liked it and why I wanted to be in that field was because, and this is something that a lot of people don't know about me, but I, um, I have ADHD myself you know, I was able to connect, I was able to relate. And of course, whenever you struggle with something, you want to help. Those are the two main reasons. But now um, that I'm in the field, you know, I love it so much, because I feel like I can relate to my students, and I can find ways to help them. Uh, right now, I'm only an instructional aide, but I'm actually in the credential program to be a special education teacher. Um, and I'm getting my master's as well in that. That's great. Yeah, that's the main reason. Um, I just love it. Um, it's it's weird because I never thought thought of myself as a patient, a very patient person. But right. being that in the classroom, I'm like, oh my gosh, I have so much patience. Like, it's the one place where I feel like I have like superpowers. I just feel so secured. And, you know, I love that feeling. I love helping my students. Does running help you with your ADHD? Oh, yes, it definitely does. I, I don't even know how my brain would function if I didn't run. Um, I would be like all over the place, I feel like. Um, and I think that's why I've been running for so long, because I, I need it. It's like my medicine. Very cool. What's on your playlist right now since you listen to music when you run? I'm all over the place. Like, and I think it's because of my ADHD. I'm so extreme with like everything. Like, uh, I'm like a super huge Disney fan. I can have a playlist, a Disney playlist, but then I can have like System of a Down, which is like complete opposite. Um, it, yeah, I'm all over the place. Like, I love the Tarzan soundtrack, um, just like drinking um, Aladdin. Yeah. What run are you doing today? What's your what's your distance? <laughs> I had a workout yesterday and it went horrible. I had mile repeats. I got to mile two and I stopped. I was like, this is horrible. And I texted my coach right after and I told him uh, that I just felt horrible. Um, that if I could do it today, like try yeah. again. Um, so I'm going to go attempt that again. Yeah. 
because I'm the type of person that if I fail it, I have to do it again. I don't yeah. like just skipping it. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to try to do my workout again. And he kind of, do you have any tips or advice for how to successfully complete the mile repeat training session? Starting more conservative so you can finish longer. <laughs> Say you have a, a certain pace that you have to hit. I think starting, you know, more conservative and working yourself down definitely, you know, helps completing mile repeats because mile repeats are, they're so hard, but when you finish, you know, it's like, Yes. Such a big accomplishment. Yeah. But yeah, I would start conservative. That first, that first rep is always the hardest. So just, you know, like recognize the pace. Yeah. And then slow each one, just click down. How many do you have? I had five, five by by a mile, but he told me to do four. And then um, I have 400s at the end. So he gave me two more 400s. That's fun. I like to do mile repeats on the track though. Like that's a tough one on the treadmill. I usually am dead by the end. So I usually like start out with a lot of energy. And then by the end, I'm like just dying and frustrated. And I ba- I don't think I could do five right now at a good pace. I actually love doing mile repeats on the track. I know I said that I don't like the track. Right, you know, but that's different. Track. Yeah. But I love doing workouts on the track more than I do on the road. It's right. just, it's different. You know exactly where you're at, like 200, 400. And when you're on the road, it's it's harder to like pace. It's good. What do you do for cross training? Like what's your non-running sport? Probably if I had to choose between, between anything, it is swimming. It, Even though swimming. it's, yeah, I don't like cycling, but I just bought a new bike, a road bike. Yeah. So I'm definitely going to use that for or my days off right now my main focus is just trying to get my body strong yeah I don't like doing core I don't like I don't like doing strength and it's something that I really need to work on because I can definitely feel when I'm racing or when I'm doing workouts I'm just I'm weak and that's something that I definitely need to um, get better at it's all part of the process (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) Angel City Elite is on a mission to bring diversity to the sport of running. What are some of the initiatives you'd like to launch once we are able to be more in person to help raise awareness amongst a younger generation of runners? There's a lack of representation in the elite field. I feel like it it starts from, from the bottom. So from the youth, from the high schoolers, you know, it moves up. Um, but one thing I want to focus on is with the with the high schoolers, um, and the reason why is because when I was in high school, I felt like I didn't have any support whatsoever. Um, so I really want to go into different high schools and kind of do like kind of like clinics or just you know like go talk to the high schoolers and and tell them or like just give them support um and and also like offer like scholarships like things like that but mostly just go in there and talk to them how you know they can go to college and you know share my own experiences share other people's experiences as well you know we want to be able to hit like every like the youth high schoolers um and you know 
the elite because that's where where we're at and the lack of representation that we um we saw when we were at the trials um but for me like high school high school like the high schoolers I feel like I can relate and if I can make a difference for them it's gonna pave the path for them to be able to go to college um and hopefully become those elite runners um but yeah like go to the high schooler the high schools um and you know talk to either cross-country track um and you know just talk to them about talk to them about running giving them support even as simple as like helping them how to apply to um FAFSA or um like helping them through scholarships because that's something that I struggled with right um I'm I'm first generation I was the first one to go to college my mom had no idea where are you from first generation Um, my my parents are Mexican okay and I lived in Mexico myself um I didn't come here till I was like five uh but in like high school was a big struggle for me I remember I didn't even know how to apply to like FAFSA or I didn't know I didn't even take my SATs because I didn't know I had to which is why I went to a junior college but just like things like that I want to support um high schoolers just to make their transition and to let them know that running um can be an option for them to go to school and you know become I mean they're don't have to become elite runners right it helps with confidence it helps with like esteem like all those things right yeah and um for myself um running you know has given me so much and it's something that uh, I'm so grateful for and I want to be able to give back to the sport that has given me so much um so just starting from the high schoolers do all that for them and then share our stories share other people's stories and you know we can slowly make a difference everyone can make a difference um awesome well this is great thank you so much for being on the podcast yeah thank you so much for having me thanks again for tuning in to marnie on the move if you like what you hear leave us a five-star review in apple podcasts follow us on social at marnie on the move for facebook and instagram and Marnie Salop on Twitter. Head over to our website, MarnieOnTheMove.com for more info on this episode, links in the show notes, and of course, sign up for our quarterly newsletter, The Download, to get updates, deals, giveaways, and information on future events for 2019. I want to hear from you. Email me, MarnieOnTheMove1 at gmail.com and let me know what you're enjoying what you want to hear more of. If you have questions for our guests, just reach out. 